0: Hey y'all meteorologist Andrew Gorton here with chief meteorologist Dave Turley for this week's episode of the first alert weather podcast Dave I know you're a little bit tired today but for good reason right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a combination of some things. Uh, yesterday, I've been filling in now for a meteorologist, Jamie who's been on vacation, working the evening shift now to 1135 midnight, whatever it is. It uh, gives me time to do stuff in the morning. So I've been doing a lot of yard work this week uh, before I come into work. And then yesterday just happened to be a concert that I went to. My yeah. first concert in, I'm trying to think back, and I think it's been probably about 25 years or so. Uh, and it was Bon Jovi.
0: Okay, yeah, well, okay. Bon well, first off, wh- how was the concert? Did you like it?
1: You know, it was a whole process, and so we'll start with the, with the whole process. First off, I didn't know I was going to Bon Jovi. Apparently our station, you know, has tickets. They give out to clients and stuff like that. Uh, something fell through, and then they held a raffle here at the station. Anybody want to go, put your name in, and they drew names, and they drew my name. I didn't even know when it was. I found out it was Wednesday last night, and I was like, oh, i got to work. How am I going to do this? So thankfully, the concert starts at like eight. Uh, They didn't go on to like eight thirty-five though. Bon Jovi did. Drocker, who was a local band, went on before them. We were walking in the door, just as I was saying, "All right, goodbye, Savannah." And we're that's all we heard of Drocker. But I heard that they were pretty good from other people. Anyways, so uh, got the tickets, went there. It was a whole process. The new arena Uh, parking was uh, was interesting. It was a mess. I think that definitely needs to be adjusted. Uh, you know, uh, fixed as we go down the road. And I know there's plans to, f- to fix that. The arena itself was, was nice. Bon Jovi sounded great. The concert w- was cool. We didn't get to stay for the whole thing. I think we were there for about maybe nine songs. Yeah. I think he played 20. We saw the set list that he played, uh, that they showed afterwards. And he sounded great. Um, the only thing is I didn't really know any of the songs. I didn't know any of his new stuff. So I knew like, uh, you give love a bad name. Uh, I'll, was it? What was the other one? Uh, I, no. Um,
0: so you were just enjoying the atmosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah. I knew three of the songs that he played out of the nine basically that we saw, and then he set list. And he only played five of the songs that I knew out of twenty. So, but it was good to be there, and the tickets were free. So, that was fun. Yeah, to
0: hard have. to complain about free.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can't complain about free. So it was nice, and it was nice just to be out in uh, you know, the environment, uh, seeing everybody enjoying themselves. The light show was cool. The arena was nice. And uh, it was a good time. So I hustled back over here. Got, we left probably about 9.35 before the concert went. got out. Uh, my daughter picked my wife and I up, so that was good. She dropped us off and picked us up so we didn't have to worry about parking. And um, got back to the station and, uh, you know, did the 11 o'clock show. And then we're, now we're back on regular schedule. And yeah. good things happened. A little, a little tired today, though.
0: Yeah, but you, uh, you gave the people what they wanted last night, a, a nice 11 o'clock show. And they didn't have to know that. You were just at a concert. <laughs> there you go. At least the weather's kind of quiet right now.
1: Yeah, and we're going to keep things uh, on the uh, dry side uh, for most areas today into a Friday, but we got a lot of stuff going on as we move mm-hmm, into week. Mm-hmm. We're recording this here Thursday, April 14th, and it's Heritage Week. That is something that happens every year right after the Masters, and we've got a lot of big names coming into Harbortown this year. Play 1 is going on as we are recording this. Day two will be tomorrow. That's the cut day. We'll see who makes it and goes on into the weekend. And uh, speaking of that weekend, things are going to be changing a bit weather-wise into our Easter weekend.
0: They are. So we've got this uh, front or what's left of it. It's going to pass on through here. As we get into Friday, change the temperature up a bit, drop us back into the 70s during the afternoon, which is more so where we should be this time of the year, upper 70s. And then behind that, you know, we just have an increase in rain chances. It doesn't look like washouts of days, but we definitely have gradually been trending these rain chances and the coverage of rain up for this weekend, specifically over the past couple of days. Because it's been just me and Dave hanging out here working on the forecast. And every day, of course, we collaborate on it. And we have been doing a little uptick here in these rain chances.
1: Yeah. And we've been looking at this. And it was kind of this is kind of the pattern where. Computer models agree that there's going to be showers. They don't really agree on the exact timing of it. You know, the GFS might say maybe a morning on a Sunday. The European might say more of an evening. Then they'll kind of flip-flop. So it's kind of one of those forecasts where we don't think it's going to be raining all day. So it's not going to be a washout Saturday. Sunday does look like a little bit better chance for Mm -hmm. some afternoon, evening showers, maybe a storm. So hopefully you get your sunrise services in. Sunrise expected, I believe, at 652 on Sunday morning, yeah, Easter yeah. Sunday. So a lot of people may be heading out to that sunrise service. And, um, yeah, you mentioned the cold front. We're going to have another front. It's going to be one that's going to stall out. Here's what's going to happen. We'll start with today. There
0: you go. Nitty gritty.
1: <laughs> cold front's moving through this evening. Not going to have a lot of moisture, as Andrew mentioned, as it moves through. It'll pass south of the area tomorrow. So maybe a few clouds, isolated shower through around daybreak-ish tomorrow. Then we clear it out, bring in breezy conditions, more sunshine Friday. Another cold front is going to move into the area. This one's going to stall out Saturday and Sunday over the region before working back as a warm front late Sunday and into Monday before another cold front swings through later Monday evening, which will dry us out. So kind of an unsettled weather pattern, but not the worst of Easter weekends.
0: Yeah, definitely not. And it is springtime. And in regards to the Heritage specifically, four days of play, you're going to get rain at some point on the course. I mean, it's likely. Four days, springtime, rain around. uh, You know, we just kind of have Sunday circled as the best chance. Unfortunately, that's the – you know, final round, and and hopefully play doesn't have to be suspended or stopped at any point, but I think they'll get everything in. There's no nothing that's really making me think that they'd have to push to Monday, and Monday actually looks kind of wet too. So
1: Yeah, and it doesn't look like even if we get a thunderstorm, nothing looks like it's going to be organized severe weather. So uh, you might get some showers, but, I mean, they can play in the rain out there as long as they're not getting a thunderstorm. I mean, if they do, again, it doesn't look severe, it'll pass, and then you can get back on the course, and they should be able to finish everything hopefully this weekend.
0: Yeah, let's hope so. And uh, Sunday for people who are going to be out, um, you know, whether you're you're going to a service in the morning and then brunch in the afternoon, uh, just make sure you have your ring gear on standby. And then the good news is that behind the front that clears everything out next week, it actually is going to get a little cooler for us. We've been above average, but morning temperatures Tuesday, Wednesday back in the 50s. So... You know, we're waking up to mid to upper 60s this morning, yesterday. It's going to definitely be a little bit cool.
1: Yeah, and that's fine. I, I don't mind those those lower 50s. As long as we're not back in the 30s, I just put the fertilizer out of my lawn. That was the yard work I've, I've been go. doing here. I cut the lawn. I put the insecticide down there to get rid of those bugs and whatever type of uh, insects try to go in your lawn. And then I put the fertilizer down. First fertilizer, really, of the season to get things to start to grow. You really want those soil temperatures 60 degrees or higher uh, to really get some of your lawn to go so uh, hopefully we don't get any of those uh, cold breaks out there I know people have been asking is that the last of the cold which we had in here I think it was last Sunday when we were down in yeah. the 30s um, statistically speaking yes but you, you never, never know, know.
0: <laughs> well you could get a, you could get one of those back door fronts or yeah. you know you get a low off to the northeast that brings down some cool air from the the mountains of North Carolina if you will so uh, and you know, you never can rule really it completely out, but I think we're trending back closer to normal after we cool down during the middle of the week.
1: Right, and normal is about 77, 78 for a high, and normal low is about 54, 55.
0: Yeah, so it's definitely going to feel cool, but it's all in perspective because we've just been above average over the past, you know, handful of days for the mornings specifically. And even in the afternoons, it's been in the 80s, but not too bad. And, um, you know, going forward, things kind of slow down a little bit for us. Of course, this is busy season for us uh, local news folks and for us giving personal forecasts from St. Patrick's Day here to the Heritage, we kind of calmed down a little bit, which is nice in regards to events, uh, getting into almost sea breeze season, and then, of course, we'll go right on into hurricane season. But You always got to knock on When you say hurricane season, you got to no. knock on wood. No, uh, our, we were kind of not, you know, we were talking yesterday. Producers were, were come, approaching us, wanting us to talk about know, a little bit of input in hurricane season already. And they got you yesterday. They got me today. So <laughs> where did they get you? So, on? uh, I walk in this morning, uh, you know, before the birds are even awake and the producer is like, Andrew, I got a, I got a breakout for you. You're going to be talking about hurricane season. I said, did you take that from Gracie's show yesterday? And they're like, yep. And I was like, well, I know what this is. So, you know, it's, it's never too early to prepare. It's just, uh, you know, they, they wanted to put a story in one of the shows about, you know, FEMA and getting ready for, the hurricane season and how it's time to prepare now, which is fine. That's all good and well. And uh, also put in that Colorado state forecast. We talked about that a little bit, just like we did on our last podcast. We had last, because
1: that was last week.
0: Yeah. And it's not a, it wasn't a bad thing. It's just, I was like, ah, hurricane season already. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's something, you know, after all these years, you get, I don't want to say tired of talking about it, but you kind of dread it because there's just so much unknown, so much uncertainty and it's just all you can do is just prepare. You know, what's going to happen every single year. The, the the worrying and what is it going to move into us? Is it not? And we don't know. It's, a, it's April. All we can do yeah. is tell people, prepare. On average, June 1st is, is well, on average, it does start for us the, in, in the Atlantic Basin here, hurricane season, June 1st. Now, the last seven years, I believe, I we've had seven. a storm before June 1st. And there is a, a high probability, according to, Uh, Colorado State that we could see one I think even before then as well because we're kind of into that La Nina pattern a weak La Nina which usually would help support um, anything trying to develop in the in the tropics.
0: Yeah yeah and we can we can break down what those mean maybe in a future podcast so we'll keep this one a little bit more simple and circle back to that later on but um, from an update we had last week because it's been over a week now since that Bryan County tornado Dave And we still don't have a final report from the National Weather Service. We got an initial report within 24 hours that it was an EF3. And then they updated it, kind of gave some ballpark numbers and specifics, if I could talk, it's been a long day, on on some of these others. So we don't have the final rating yet, the final peak mile per hour or anything like that. But we do have uh, a time on the ground from 519 to 533. It's an EF rating three. Plus, and that means that they're still pending further review by a weather service damage assessment team. So we're not quite there yet. And then the estimated peak winds, 165 at least on the ground for 11 miles. The max width of damage was 1,300 yards. So it was a pretty wide tornado. Not something we typically see here. These this is more of a setup that I would have expected in the plains where there there wasn't a huge condensation funnel it wasn't rain wrapped it was it was just there
1: and it was so many people with the videos of that and it was just so weird because the storm crossed over i-16 and that is uh right before it dissipated because you said the line the path of it kind of dissipates it just past the i-16 area but it was still a a very powerful tornado as it crossed over i-16 and the max width i believe that when they were talking about that um, and one of the peak strengths was right over, uh, unfortunately, near that subdivision. I think it was Park Place subdivision. Yeah,
0: there, there were a few that, that took on damage.
1: Yeah, yeah, just to the north and east of the uh, Black Creek Golf community.
0: Yeah, and it was um, sad to to see that in person, and um, I know they still need a lot of cleanup with these disasters. I think with, um, you know, just kind of how our, our minds are wired these days where it's uh, maybe a short attention span on things. You know, TikToks are now quick, and I grew up with fines, which were, you know, under 10 seconds. We're all I still don't for, know what that is. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, get, <laughs> just, we'll, we'll talk about it's it. It's already, it's coming, gone uh, right I don't uh, even know what it but is. But, you know, it's it's more so that, that quick thrill. And, and I think our, our minds are just wired to watch TV shows versus movies, even like that. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, we can't forget about everybody that was impacted. And we're still going to, of course, be in those communities, helping out, cleaning up. I'm um, trying to tell these people stories and we're not just going to forget about it and go on to the next new story disaster. We we know that there there's still need for folks that are out there.
1: You know what I saw speaking of the stories out there this is uh, from one of the uh, people who were impacted, the family which had that st- uh, storm shelter. Yeah, or, I saw that or, or, or the safe room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that, I would love to have something like that. I don't even know we can actually build something yeah. like that here. That was great.
0: Well, I have a story on this, okay. and it's, it's more of like a, an insertion. I kid you not, in Oklahoma, you could go to Sam's Club in Norman, Oklahoma, and buy a safe room that you could self-install in your house. Really? Yeah. How, now, how do, you, do you,
1: you're you above ground installing that safe mm-hmm. shelter.
0: So it's, I think you have to, you know, obviously these are better, you know, well-suited when you're building a house to right. put it in there. Yeah. But there is a way to do it when you already had built one. Because another story with this, um, a handful of years ago, my hometown... Yeah, four tornado goes a mile from my house. It was terrifying being on the phone with my parents during all this. To say that to get to the next point of FEMA or Texas funding or something came in offering to pay half of storm shelters if you installed one in your home. Because they knew that, hey, this you know, we can't be unprotected. We can't let everybody just have these, you know, bad situations. So they were trying to encourage people. They're they're pricey. They can be, but you know, you ask that family if it was worth it. And I don't know how much their safe room costs, but it's it's worth it if it saves your lives. Yeah, so.
1: and their their safe home. It looked like it was built with uh, big cinder blocks, so it was probably reinforced with cinder block, maybe some concrete or something right there on on the slab, the concrete slab. And that was that was a great thing. Um, I, I'm glad that they had that because there was nothing really left of the house yeah, except and there, that safe room.
0: I know, and there are other options with um, with safe rooms if you want to install them. You know, you don't see a lot of tornado shelters outside. Here in the in the south, um, but that it, that it, those are options. I'm sure that there is a way. If you wanted to build one in the ground, you could. I would think you should. It's be able expensive. To build something. I mean, yeah. you can build anything in the ground if you have enough money. I'm sure there are more cost effective ways. I would assume that the most cost effective would be to build your own safe shelter. Whether that's just reinforcing one of your interior rooms, which is possible, it's going right. to take a little bit of of work, but maybe more people will be encouraged to do so now.
1: That's what I always say. If you're on the lowest level of your home, you need to get into an interior closet or bathroom. They're usually a little bit more reinforced uh, around the framework with that because of the extra weight, I guess, involved and, yeah. and stuff, especially with the bathrooms. But, um, yeah, that's just a, a great story It's to a hear.
0: testament to how well they work. If you guys are listening and haven't watched that, I think Alyssa maybe did that story. Go, I think it was. Go yeah. to uh, WTOC.com and just check out the pictures of that because you've got – nothing and then you've got this room that's just kind of you know everything in there is perfect yeah Yeah. it's crazy so that's that's what they're built for and it uh good good job for whoever made that for that company great story
1: uh thankfully we don't have anything like that uh, in the future again we don't expect any severe weather this weekend there will be some scattered showers and storms but uh we're going to um pretty much see a, a pretty decent start to our weekend but Again, we'll keep our eyes on what's happening for Easter Sunday itself.
0: Yeah, Easter Sunday and the Heritage Final Round. Um, we'll be watching that for fun. Of course, you can watch that on WTOC, and we're going to wrap it up here for today. And next week, we'll have another fun podcast for you guys, talking about you know our weekend adventures and and what we have coming up, and maybe we'll get into. Uh, what causes a hurricane season to be more active or not? If not next week, then yeah, then here shortly. Give yeah. us something to talk about. All right, we'll hope you all have a good one, and thank you as always for tuning in.